Our morning prayer worship during the season of Advent is taken from the special booklet, which you either have in paper or is provided as a PDF in the chat bar. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our King and Savior draweth nigh. O come, let us adore him. Say together the Venite, found on page four of the booklet. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our psalms for this morning are Psalm 28 and 29, found beginning on page 379 of the Book of Common Prayer. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my strength. Think no scorn of me, lest if thou make as though thou hearest not, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my humble petitions, when I cry unto thee, when I hold up my hands toward the mercy seat of thy holy temple. O pluck me not away, neither destroy me with the ungodly and wicked doers, which speak freely to their neighbors, but imagine mischief in their hearts. Reward them according to their deeds, and according to the wickedness of their own inventions. Recompense them after the work of their hands. Pay them that they have deserved. For they regard, regard not in their mind the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. Therefore shall he break them down, and not build them up. Praised be the Lord, for he hath heard the voice of my humble petitions. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart hath trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart danceth for joy, and in my song will I praise him. The Lord is my strength, and he is the wholesome defense of his anointed. O save thy people, and give thy blessing unto thine inheritance. Feed them, and set them up forever. Psalm 29 Ascribe unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Ascribe unto the Lord worship and strength. 
Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Worship the Lord with holy worship. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. It is the glorious God that maketh the thunder. It is the Lord that ruleth the sea. The voice of the Lord is mighty in operation. The voice of the Lord is a glorious voice. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedar trees. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon also, and Syrian, like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. Yea, the Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to bring forth young, and strippeth bare the forest, and his temple doth every thing speak of his honor. The Lord sitteth above the water flood, the Lord remaineth a king forever. The Lord shall give strength unto his people, the Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that Rezin, king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to make war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told to the house of David, saying, Syria's forces are deployed in Ephraim. So his heart and the heart of his people were moved, as the trees of the woods are moved with the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go now to meet Ahaz, you and Sherejasub your son, at the end of the aqueduct from the upper pool, on the highway to the fuller's field, and say to him, Take heed and be quiet. Do not fear or be faint-hearted for those two stubs of smoking firebrands, for the fierce anger of Rezin and Syria and the son of Remaliah, because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Remaliah have plotted evil against you, saying, Let us go up against Judah and trouble it, and let us make a gap in its wall for ourselves, and set a king over them. The son of Tabel. Thus says the Lord God, It shall not come to pass. It shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is Rezin. Within sixty-five years Ephraim will be broken, so it will not be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria of Remolah is Remolah's Lia's son. If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Here endeth the first lesson. Continue with the Quarite Dalminum in our booklet. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord. He will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways, saith the Lord. 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from the heaven, and return not thither but water the earth, making it to bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish what I purpose, prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th verse of the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Then he went out again by the sea, and all the multitude came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened, as he was dining at Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, How is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not, call, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The disciples of John and of the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the tear is made worse. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined, but new wine must be put into new wineskins. Here is the second lesson. Benedictus, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in this time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. I'd like to start first with our colic, the first colic for Advent, which was composed by Thomas Cranmer in the, for the first English language prayer book in 1549, based on the Romans 13.12 from last Sunday's epistle reading. Since the 1662 English prayer book, it has been read for every service of Advent, which this year is a full 28 days, from November 27th, December 24th. Like the colic for the third Sunday of Advent, this week's colic explicitly references the dual nature of the celebration of Advent in the church's liturgical year. So when the first half of the colic says, Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness, and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us. It is referring to Christ's second, first coming, while the second half, that in this last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. It's referring to the second coming. This prayer offers a series of contrasts. Cast off darkness versus put on light. Now versus in the last day. Mortal life versus life immortal. Great humility versus glorious majesty. 
But for the worshiper, the key contrast is that of time. Now in this time of, now in the time of this mortal life, is calling on us today in our virtual pews to reform our lives in accordance with God's plan for us. Of course, the reference to the last day when he shall come again to judge both the quick and the dead reminds us of the final judgment that is prophesied by Isaiah and the book of Revelation. At the same time, it calls our attention to the unif a unifying theme throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, the just and final judgment of God. Thus, to hear about Christ's second coming every evening in Advent until December 23rd, we are hearing from the book of Revelation. This year, we'll hear all 22 chapters. Meanwhile, we're reading Isaiah both, every day, both at morning prayer and evening prayer. We won't get through all 49 chapters, but we'll hear most of the first 40 chapters. The first verse of Isaiah tells us that Isaiah lives during the rule of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the kings of the southern kingdom in the 8th century BC. Here, Isaiah is describing where we were in the Old Testament three weeks ago in Trinity 21 and 22, when the evil King Ahaz has ascended to the throne. We know that the United Kingdom of David and Solomon was created through the disobedience and schism of Jeroboam, the first king of the northern kingdom of, in Samaria. Here, Isaiah is calling out the scandal of the northern kingdom allying with the Assyrians to destroy the house of David in Jerusalem. In response, God sends Israel, Isaiah, to pronounce his final judgment of the sinful northern kingdom that in 25 years, it will be destroyed and carried off into captivity in Assyria. <coughs> Meanwhile, at morning prayer for the first three weeks of Advent, we read from the Gospel of Mark until week four when we switch over to St. Luke for his unique account of the Nativity story. We will make it through the beginning of the, the sixth of the 16 chapters of St. Mark's Gospel. The Gospel of Mark doesn't say much about its source other than the title, either according to Mark or the Gospel according to Mark. However, the tradition says that it's by Mark, the John Mark of Acts, Acts and the various epistles, and that Mark learned everything he reported directly from Peter. And we have that tradition about Mark's Gospel from the patristic writings of the second century including one author who could have talked directly to the leaders of the first century church. As such, Mark gives us a report of Jesus' ministry from the eyewitness account of Peter, the man Jesus himself chose to lead his flock. The gospel has two notable characteristics. First, it provides a succinct bi biography of Jesus the man, his time on earth, and even his emotions. The second is that Jesus is not just a man, but the presence of God among men, continually provoking amazement with his words and deeds. Thus, in the season, the Gospel of Mark summarizes the sort of man, the Son of God, whose birth we remember on Christmas Day. So here in chapter one of Mark, so in chapter one of Mark's Gospel, we have the calling of the first four apostles, Andrew, Simon, James, and John. Here we have the calling of Levi, the tax collector, also reported by Luke, but named Matthew in the Gospel of Matthew, and also named Matthew in Mark's full list of the apostles. Of course, tax collectors were collaborators with the Roman oppressors and usually corrupt to boot. So in verse 15, 
Mark says that when Jesus was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples, suggesting that a tax collector is what Judeans of the first century would consider to be an extreme version of a sinner. This scandalized the scribes and Pharisees. Well, actually, we don't know if they were actually offended or if they just saw it as an opportunity to attack and discredit Jesus and his ministry. But in response, Jesus gave us one of the most important summaries of why he came and died for our sins. Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. This also provides an apt summary of how we should turn our hearts during Advent. First, we are called to repent our sins, as Christ called all his followers in his first coming. Second, we know we need to repent, because our, as our colleague reminds us every day of Advent, he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead. We now return to our booklet, page 10. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down their blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil. Give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or state, especially those we name here. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints for his sake who went about doing good, our Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for thine ineffable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. 
Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at thy first coming did send thy messenger to prepare thy way before thee, grant that the ministers and stewards of thy mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at thy second coming to judge the world we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Hope you have a blessed weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. You too. Bye, Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Bye.